Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Bible tells us in James chapter 1 verses 5 to 8, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And, and there's the thing, James here is talking about when we lack wisdom, but it can be applied to anything, okay? Because you're a son, don't forget that. You're a son, so whatever you are lacking that is uh, essential for your faith, for your life, you can ask the Father, okay? So let him ask God, who gives poorly, no, wait. Oh, who gives generously to some? No, to all without reproach, and it will be given him. And this is so important. And when you understand sonship, and, and, and if you're a parent yourself, you're going to get this. When your kid comes to ask you something, sometimes, because we're human, because we're imperfect, sometimes we're going to reproach. We're going we're gonna to say, I can't believe you're asking me this right now. Can't you see I'm doing the dishes, right? We give with reproach. But here's the heart of the father. He gives generously to all without reproach. So when we ask, we got to think, put ourselves in that mindset that he's not going to reproach me for asking. And it will be given to him. But, and this, <laughs> this is a big but, it's a huge but. Let him ask in faith, with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways so what james is telling us is he telling us that if you ask and you're not in faith you'll not get anything no i don't think that's what he's saying but what he is saying is that as soon as you doubt you're jeopard, you just jeopardized your prayer. And God is so gracious. In my own life, I've experienced praying and not being in faith. And like I said earlier, the Holy Spirit interceded in my favor, and I still got what I asked for. Uh, so that's, that's a pretty powerful thing when you think about it. That's how gracious God is. But James here is saying, don't suppose that you will receive anything from God. So he's saying, James is basically saying, don't gamble with your prayer. Don't, don't, be sure that when you're asking, you're in faith because you want that you want that positive answer, and that's going to be dependent dependent mostly on your faith. Okay. So first, we are to ask God in faith, but how do we do that? So, in other words, how do we make sure that before we ask the Lord, we already believe that it's going to be yes, that this is going to work, that this prayer is actually going to get answered? The Apostle Paul gives us the answer to that. And I love that little template uh, that he gives us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It's a beautiful uh, couple of verses. Do not be anxious about anything, 
That's how he starts. Don't be anxious about anything. Why? Because we're sons. See, don't forget that. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I bolded that because it's so important. And the rest is, is so, um, so wonderful as well. And as a result, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Beautiful passage, right, Liz? Yeah. So that's really, really important. You have to, when you ask God, you have to really believe that he's going to answer your prayer and not doubt him. Because if you doubt him, um, you're a bit, you're kind of saying, well, I'm going to ask you, but in the back of my mind, I don't know if you're going to do it. I don't really believe your promises. We're going to go up prayer Sometimes like, if it be your it, will. You might answer it. I know you answered it for other people. So I'm guessing going to answer for me. You see, it's like, you know, you don't, as a father, you want to give to your children, um, especially if they have an expectancy in a good way. They expect you to do good towards them, not doubting your goodness, right? So yeah. that's a bit what we're doing when we doubt God. We're doubting his goodness to answer. Um, you know, God wants your healing. He wants you to be well. He wants you to be walking and taking care of your children. He doesn't want you sick in a bed. He doesn't want sickness comes from the devil. It and, comes from Satan. And, and see, you know? when we don't fully trust God, we're going to think that calamity is from him, that calamity in our lives is his will. So, for example, you, you're going through, I don't know, uh, the death of someone you love. And you're like, well, the Lord took this person away, but the Lord will, will teach me a lesson through this because that was his will. He wants to teach me a lesson. God is more loving than any of us, okay? It's just like saying, for example, if I want to teach my son a lesson, I'm going to kill his hamster. What kind of a cruel, sick father would I be if to teach my son a lesson, I would kill his hamster? And yet we ascribe to God this type of dealings with his children. Well, he killed my child. It was, it was to teach me a lesson. It's a, he, he, got, got, he took my child away, but it's, it's to test my face. To Eventually, it's gonna, there's good that's going to come from that. We try to convince ourselves. When, when that's our mindset, when that's how we perceive God. And I did a tremendous podcast episode with Elizabeth uh, a while back. It's episode 34. And I forget the title. It was about the love of the Father. The, uh, no, God is good all the time. Yeah. It was called God is good all the time. Episode 34. If you haven't listened to it, go to thrivingonpurpose.com. Podcast episodes. Episode 34. God is good all the time. To understand once and for all the heart of the Father. And see, the problem is, again, with sonship. When we don't understand we're his children, we're going to ascribe stuff like that to him. But when we understand that he is a father, we're going to put ourselves in that situation. Would I do that to my child? And if the answer is no, if you wouldn't do that to your child, you who, like Jesus said, who are evil, compared to God, we're, we're, we're depraved and wicked. So if we wouldn't do it, why would he do it? Oh, then, and then we're going to hear the, the evangelical response, gymnastics going on. His ways are way above our ways and, and his his thoughts above our thoughts. And, and we don't always understand what God does. And I used to believe that. And you know what? 
it crippled my faith. It crippled my faith. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a rabbit trail here. <laughs> yeah, because if you believe that way, then you'll see God answer other people's prayers and heal other people. And you'll say, well, why was God gracious and did that for those people? I must be the one that's wicked. I must be the one that I didn't, I don't know. You know, you find all kinds of reasons why you didn't deserve that healing or your, your family member when it's not that. It's really a question of faith not doubting God and really believing he's good and understanding that Satan's the one that brings affliction and evil and, and sicknesses and, and has nothing to and do this, with God. And the sinful fallen world that we, we yeah. live in that has not yet been regenerated, that, that whole, the Bible tells us that all of creation is waiting impatiently for the manifestation of the sons of God. Manifestation of the sons of God is when we, you know, we know Jesus Christ is going to come in glory, but someday we're going to come in glory too. And that manifestation of the sons of God to us, it, that's when the whole of creation will be renewed and there's going to be a, a paradise on earth, basically. And then eventually a, a new earth, new heaven and all that. But so in, in Philippians uh, um, 4, we, we saw that Paul gives us a prayer template. So in the verse, I bolded it. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's the template that Paul gives us for prayer but for a, a prayer full of faith so there's three elements in that prayer template okay number one there's supplication and i want to spend a little time explaining supplication here because i used to think okay that was the way i i, I thought i used to think that supplication meant pretty much begging repetitively begging god repetitively oh please god oh please oh lord please again and again and again I thought that was supplication. But after doing research in the Greek word that is used to be translated supplication, and I don't have it here. I didn't put it because it, was, it would have been too long on my slide. Apologize for that. You can maybe take a Strong's Concordance and Dictionary and look it up or just go online and do that. But basically what it means is to it's an attitude of the heart when approaching God. So it basically is the fear of God knowing that he's the king overall, knowing that he's your creator. So it's an awe. It's a humility. As you approach the throne, you're humble. You're not haughty. You're not like, you know, kind of, hey, God, blah, blah, like genie in a bottle kind of thing. No, you're approaching the king of glory. So it's an attitude of humility. So it's how you approach God. But on the other hand, he's also your father. So he's the king overall, king of the universe super powerful but he's also your father your abba your daddy so do not beg or use repetition when you uh, supplicate hebrews 4 16 tells us to approach the throne with confidence depending on the versions they're going to say either confidence or boldly so that's the sonship part so your sonship enables you to speak to the king of the universe as a son would speak to his father. That is so important. And I, I keep repeating the sonship thing because for me, it was such a hard earned lesson. I had to suffer and suffer and suffer, not because I was not a son, but because I did not fully grasp what it meant to be a son. But once you get that, the way you approach God, it changes everything. So you have that. So you know your, your father's the king. And you approach him with respect, humility, 
but you also know he's your Abba, your daddy, your father, and you know he's going to hear you. So you're kind of bold in approaching him. You're like, you're like I want to speak to my daddy. Mm-hmm. Number two, thank, with Thanksgiving, the Apostle Paul tells us with Thanksgiving. See, Thanksgiving should be done, obviously, when you start to talk to God, to pray, but it should be an attitude, a daily attitude. You should thank God left and right for everything in your life. And these, these days, it's a little bit more hard. We're going through a, a crisis, a worldwide crisis. Some people lost their jobs. Some people have um, lost money. Some people are struggling. They don't have enough food and all that. So it's, it's a little bit harder. But Thanksgiving is the ability to basically thank God for everything you do have. You have health. Thank him for your health. You have someone who loves you, a wife, a child. Thank him for that. And for who he is. So when you approach him, Father, I thank you for being my redeemer, for having made me a son, for being my Abba, my father, for being my king. I thank you that I'm in the kingdom of the living God of your kingdom. I thank you that you made me an, an heir, a co-heritor with Jesus Christ. All these things are, 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 are never going to change. So you can always thank him for that. And what does that do? It disposes your spirit. It, it prepares you to, to, for the third step, which is to ask, but we're not there yet. And you also thank God in advance for what? For hearing your prayer. So when you're, you're talking with him, thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. And again, why is he hearing your prayer? Because you're a son. Because you are in Jesus Christ, because he sees you through Jesus Christ. And you're also thanking him because you expect him to answer your prayers. So you're thanking him in advance for what he's about to do on your behalf, on what you've asked. So it it works all together. But I want you to think of yourself when we talk about citizenship, when we talk about sonship. I want you to see yourself as if you are a knight or um, a princess that comes to your king. You know, in the movies, in the medieval movies, we see this. And the knight or the princess that comes towards the father, towards the king, is always um, in a a proper manner, um, comes, you know, in in confidence, comes in confidence doesn't come sheepishly, doesn't come beggar, no. like a beggar, like a servant, like a poor person in the street, right? Like we, we see that in movies. They, they show that example very clearly. Um, the, the princess um, and the knight will always come towards the king in a confident manner, but always in humility, no. bowing down and showing that they have tremendous respect and humility and um, they come humbly. So there's those two components, as opposed to the beggar in the street, the servant that will come and will be begging repetitively, sheepishly. Trembling on on their knees. and, and Yeah, so I want you to see the difference. You know, when you truly believe that you're a king, uh, not a king, but a citizen of the Most High, that you're his son and or daughter of the king, that you're working for the king, then you don't approach the king the same way. So I want you to remember that because it really makes a difference on how you pray, how you ask, and how, how you're humble and, and the attitude and mindset that you need to have to, to get your prayers answered and the, the willingness 
to see that how you're working aligned with the father and what he's asking you to do. You are working together. He yes. is uh, your working companion. He's your father, but he's also your working partner in everything that you do. Yeah, because you're an extension. You're, you're the body of Christ. So you're an extension of, of his work on earth. So you, you accomplish a work, but you are also the work. So you're being sanctified, but you're also being required to do a, an assignment that is only unique to you. So finally, number three, you after having asked humbly, having the attitude, approached humbly, I should say, the throne of God, so the supplication aspect, then you thank him. So you put yourself in a mood where you're thanking him. And what it does, it, it enables you to see the grandeur of God, mm -hmm. the power of God the kingship, the lordship overall of God. And that partly activates your faith right before yeah. number three, when you actually ask. So it kicks in your faith. When you're giving that thanksgiving, you're really seeing the king of glory. And you know who you're approaching. And you know he can do all things. Nothing is impossible to him. Then your faith kicks in. And you're ready to ask in faith with no doubting, like, like James 1.6 says. So you present your requests. Be blessed and thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 